it's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to a special edition of the Get Home Safe podcast. What is up, my Rams fans out there? I hope everyone can join us tonight for a very special edition of the Get Home Safe podcast. Uh, for those that don't know of my Ramily, my Rams fans, friends out there. Yes, I in fact, I do run a podcast uh, all by myself uh, a couple times a week, but uh, I thought it was a very special occasion tonight to have a kind of a Rams pep rally, if you will. I usually post an episode with a, um, a guest on Fridays, but I thought what better way to ring in the weekend really of Super Bowl 56 than to have uh, a pep rally with some Rams fans out there. So we are broadcasting live on uh, Facebook Live on our Rams fans uh, page group that I, that I do. This isn't quite working out. I thought it would. We'll, we'll make adjustments here, much like I hope our Rams do on Sunday. But anyway, uh, we are here on Facebook Live. We are live on Zoom. I've sent out a few links to a few friends that I hope will uh, be able to tune in here uh, on both Zoom and the Facebook Live. Super Bowl 56 is here, guys. It is game time almost. And uh, just making some adjustments here to the, uh, the old uh, merchandise, if you will making sure everything is good to go because it's taken me a good hour or so to uh, possibly mess this up. And I really do hope that we have uh, some people that are able to join here on Zoom here shortly, but it does take some, uh, some uh, moving parts, if you will. So it's a work in progress. I am here uh, in uh, SoFi Stadium for those listening on audio. This will be out on... Uh, Friday morning at some point. I've sent out an invite on Facebook Live that I hope uh, hopefully some people will jump in and join us here. Uh, nobody out there yet. It's almost like uh, if you listen carefully, it's almost like, uh, you know, the sound of uh, 49er Cowboy fans out there right now. I uh, haven't heard from anyone yet, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I even got my dad on here, hopefully, that uh, will end up joining us. I have a few Rams fans in Johnny Govea as well as Noreen. Um, uh, so hopefully from the Rams fan page here, we can get some, some people uh, on the podcast here uh, that again, will be out on. Um, sorry, a little rattle here, guys, just trying to piece everything together. I'm still kind of off centered and such on the, uh, the video portion of things. My lovely girlfriend, Valerie is calling me. I told her I was recording right now. Uh, a lot of moving parts. Again, I understand now why there's kind of a producer, kind of a, uh, a director, if you will. Okay, we have our first guest here, my father, Dave Hersema, who has uh, given me his, uh, his wisdom over the years as far as being a Rams fan. Let's bring him on the program. I hope, hope to add more people here. Bill Barnes, where are you at? Noreen, Johnny, where are you guys at? It says, my father, Dave, is connecting to audio. Um, there he is, looking sharp. In his Rams hat, old school Rams logo there. Hey, Dad, how you doing? What's up there, son? 
I'm excited, Dad. It's it's Thursday night. It's uh, three days before the Super Bowl. Our L.A. Rams are in it. How are you feeling? I'm feeling excited. I wasn't there for a while because I was numb. As you <laughs> know, uh, our team will make us at times. But no doubt. Uh, I'm th- all of a sudden it kicked in at the last minute, kind of like jet lag. You know, that's the best <laughs> way to describe it. It's uh, it's so weird to have them. It's surreal for them to be in the Super Bowl. It, it really is. And, and Dad, you know, you were someone that took me to games as a kid. People always ask me, "Oh, were you a Rams fan back in the day, or before, or when they came back?" I said, "No, no." My dad took me to games when I was seven, eight, nine years old. Uh, we watched a lot of bad football. I never saw a winning team. You saw some good teams in the 80s there. Um, what does it mean for you to see, for them to come back in 2016, play in a Super Bowl, but to play a Super Bowl at home here in 2022 has got to be just awesome for you. It is awesome. It's um, because they only do it, they only average it about once every 21 years or something like that. <laughs> and uh, I can remember the first time I fell in love with the Rams. I was at Las Palmas Junior High School in Covina in like 67, 66 or 67. And this, the Rams came to our, and visited us and I got uh charlie cowan's autograph okay wow. that's what lit my fuse <laughs> having that old timer giant that man was giant giant biggest man i'd ever seen and that's where it started you know the so cool. valley unified school district is to blame you know it's their fault <laughs> Well, Noreen, uh, Noreen Govea Ortegaza is, uh, is, uh, is watching. She says, uh, I'm running errands, but I can jump on, uh, on later. That's all good. We'll be here for maybe a good hour or so. So for you guys who are busy, Rams, I know there's a lot of preparations. Noreen, I saw you on Facebook painting your windows, Rams colors. Uh, y- you always go all out, which I, I love the Govea family for that. Um, probably the, the most loyal of Rams fans, LA Rams fans, I should say. Uh, Dad, um, in the 1979 season, the Rams advanced to a Super Bowl. Uh, they played it in the Rose Bowl right up the road in 1980, uh, January, I believe. How old were you? And, and do you remember much of, of, of that, seeing your LA Rams in the Super Bowl right around the corner? Well, I graduated from Northview in, and I actually did graduate, I promise, you know, <laughs> uh, in 72. So I was only, what would that be? I'd make me about 26, something like that. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. And uh, anyway, I, it was so weird that time to, uh, to have that happen. And, uh, and they, they were ahead most of that game. They didn't win, but they were, almost did. And, oh, I'll never forget it. And um, what really I've noticed is that uh, those players now are in the media, like uh, Jackie Slater and Vince Ferragamo. Those players are thrilled that yeah. the Rams have made it this far. I'm really... I'm happy for them 
Well, yeah, I think the guys that played so long ago and, you know, for all those years, they were great. They were so close. And then all these years of bad Rams football, which any Rams fan knows there's been more bad than good for those guys to stick it out and see it. It's cool for them now as old men to be like, Hey, we're still part of this. We're not playing anymore. Uniforms are put away, but like any good tradition, it's those guys that came before the current guys really that make uh, the tradition and this and that. So a lot of Rams haters out there, but I got to tell you the LA Rams fanhood runs deep in these parts still. And it's deep and it's, yeah. uh, you know, it will never totally go away. It, 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 it lessened over the years because you have a whole generation of people who, uh, were not encouraged to cheer for them. And so when they were in St. Louis, but we did, we sure did. We sure did. And, uh, we never let go of that. And, and so I have a couple questions, dad, because a lot of people, Okay, I was nine years old when they left, and you taught me at a young age. LA Rams, I'm going to Chili Cookout. I was watching three and 13 football teams in the early 90s. But what for, first off, who what was the first introduction, not just that player, but who was it that kind of encouraged you to root for the LA Rams? Was it was it your uncles? Was it your mom? What, what kind of gave you that push to, to be a Rams fan? Well, my mom, uh was a bowler and she her boyfriend uh she met him bowling they were on a bowling league together and they did everything they went to all of the bowling tournaments in vegas and uh he was also a season ticket holder for the rams and uh he i can remember going to a place in i forgot san gabriel it was like i forgot the name of it but we would go there when they were playing at the Coliseum. This is in probably the eight, uh, late 70s, early 80s. Um, and the, uh, we would go there and take a Ruder bus from that Mexican <laughs> restaurant. We'd have a nice Mexican buffet. And then we'd drive to the Coliseum. We have, uh, um, what is it? Uh, attendance pools where you guess what the attendance was going to be at the Coliseum that day. It was a lot of fun. You know, it was like going to Vegas almost on a bus. It's like one of those things. So that's how I, I first fell in love with the Rams, you know, even though they were bad, even when at the Coliseum, there were many years that they weren't very good, but uh, I watched them in the playoffs uh, in the Mud Bowl, I forgot what year that was, but it was Minnesota at the Coliseum, beat them. Um, that, oh, oh my goodness, there was nothing but mud all around the Coliseum. It was, uh, it had rained for like two weeks straight. And, oh my goodness, everyone had a bottle of uh, peppermint schnapps in their, in their, <laughs> in their, it was cold too, so. You had to do that to stay warm. And back then, no one cared about uh, the drinking or anything like that. It was uh, every man for himself. You had to stay alive, you know, for that football game. Even in L.A., it's, uh, it gets cold sometimes. And that game yeah. was 
I forgot what month that was, but uh, it was cold. And well, if it was playoffs, it definitely was uh, January. I think it was the playoffs. I, I'm not certain. I think it was, but they lost and uh, in a real close one. And uh, you can still watch that one on YouTube, I think, or other places. Um, I can't remember exactly where I saw it, but it's available. If you if you can like if you like to, it's tough to uh, to train yourself to watch them lose, you know. But that's what we Rams fans do. It toughens us. It makes makes us tougher human beings. Oh yeah, I think Rams fans are, are better citizens. We uh, we're, we're tougher individuals. We know how to fight through adversity and deal with all of the uh, the nonsense around us. All of those crazy uh, bandwagoner fans. We don't have to get into all that, but just you know, uh, I just thought I, I'd throw it out there. Um, let me see here. I'm trying for those watching. I'm trying to do a bunch of things right now. I got. I'm inviting people. I'm trying to run this. Uh, uh, Jonathan Guerrero uh, is is possibly coming on. He's the only Bengals fan. I know. And I remember when I interviewed the great real Hondo prep running back, Jonathan Guerrero months ago, we talked NFL football and I said, the Bengals, Jonathan he said, yeah, I've just always been a Bengals fan. So we might bring him on briefly to get his insight. Uh, just a few minutes. Uh, you know what he's feeling as a, as a Bengals fan in LA of all places. Uh, but dad, I got to ask you another question since I got you, you know, the Rams leave in 95 or maybe it was 94, excuse me if I'm wrong there. First of all, what was that like? And then what was it that made guys like you and other Rams fans stick with this team, even though they moved 2,000 miles away? Well, I don't want to cry too much about it because <laughs> everyone whines about everything nowadays. But um, it was very unfair back then that uh, – you would go watch a Rams home game at Anaheim uh, and at the Coliseum. And oftentimes the home team fans were outnumbered by the visiting team. Even back then it was going on, not every game, but you know, all of the popular teams. Uh, um, I'm thinking, I can't remember uh, the Niners for sure. Well, the eighties. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that one was always in what was really tough was uh, when I had season tickets at uh, Anaheim, um, the, the Niner fans would outnumber the Rams fans and they would heat the Rams were terrible. And I can't remember if that was Steve Young or who that was quarterback at that time, but uh, they just uh, Monday night football, you know, I went mm -hmm. to several of those at Anaheim and they uh I'm not mistaken and that was very tough to see on the on the national game of the week to see your team humiliated oh. and uh, that was tough but only yeah. true fans will, will tolerate that stuff <laughs> there's a lot of uh yeah loyalty is 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 definitely tough tough too man when, i mean you can only take so many beatdowns before you, you move on and well rams fans have stayed loyal la rams fans i should say because i was just a kid when they left and i remember you trying to explain to me the team is leaving and what do you mean a team is leaving i didn't understand it the rams and raiders left at that time and 
I remember thinking, well, who else am I going to root for? And I always considered the St. Louis Rams, the LA Rams of St. Louis, if that makes any sense. It does. And I think <laughs> a lot of people do. Um, yeah. Your team is your team and it doesn't matter where they play. Uh, as evidenced by all of the people here living here and visiting, uh, rooting for the other team, you know, the, the visiting team, you know, so yeah, we're, you're not, we weren't doing anything that everyone else isn't doing. And so (laughs) good point. Really good point. There was at least ties to the Rams here being LA's first pro team and everything, you know? So yeah. Why are you going to root for a team in the Bay area or, or uh, Arizona or Denver, like there's still the LA Rams. And I don't know, during all that time, I remember even when they were awful thinking, maybe they'll come back someday, maybe not having any idea about business or how any of this stuff worked, but just thinking, what if they came back and we can't talk about St. Louis without some really good years, the greatest show on turf, uh, 1999, Kurt Warner comes out of nowhere, dad. And I remember us watching every game together and just thinking there's no way this is happening. What do you remember about 99? I remember that Kurt Warner was a godly man Mm. and and he deserved to win that second Super Bowl. And I will (laughs) never forgive forgive Brady for that ever, (laughs) ever. I hear you. I'm not saying (laughs) Brady isn't a godly man, but I know Kurt Warner was. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, I guess it makes the first one even more special. Uh, hi, Johnny. Johnny Govea out there watching on uh, Facebook Live. Come join us on uh, Zoom. Johnny, pass along the uh, the Zoom information to your friends or whatever. Any, all are welcome. All Rams fans are welcome here. Uh, but, but yeah, Dad, back to 99. I mean, Kurt Warner comes out of nowhere. He had been through so much adversity. Um, Dick Vermeils, this Super Bowl, not winning coach, but appearing coach. And has been amazing. He leading the team. And then Trent Green goes down. And you're just thinking, they finally piece a team together. And this, who's Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner? Who's this guy? <laughs> you know, like, what, this guy's going to... And all of a sudden, 13-3, and three, NFC champs, number one seed. They barely beat Tampa Bay. And then they they win by a yard in the, in the Super Bowl. I remember watching that on a tiny TV with you in uh we we were pacing the house because we couldn't deal with it we ended up i think in your bedroom we had a we had every the game on every tv in the house we didn't have a lot of tvs but i remember we ended up in there and when uh, steve mcnair rest in peace came up one yard short um that was so surreal back in night in 2000 22 years ago yeah it was uh it was uh exhausting and (laughs) just take one look if you oh. watch that tape, that video, uh, just watch the fans. I don't know who was more exhausted, the Rams defense or the fans. No doubt. Oh, man. Well, yeah, that was the Rams go up 16 nothing, And they remember they kept getting down there, but settled for field goals. And then t- uh, uh, Tennessee rallies, uh, ties the game late. Kurt Warner gets hit, hits Isaac Bruce, Ike the Reverend, God bless him, and uh, and gets the lead, and then the Rams defense held on just enough. Dad, we're going to keep talking to you, but we're going to bring on another Rams fan here, Johnny Govea, um, coming on the podcast. We'll bounce around. We'll talk to everybody here. We'll keep the fandom going. 
Johnny is coming on the podcast. And uh, Johnny, you're on the podcast with uh, me and my dad. Go Rams, my friend. What's up, Matt? How's it going, man? Good. How are you? Oh, doing wonderful. Happy, uh, excited for Super Bowl 56 upcoming, man. Man, three days away. We can't wait. We cannot wait, right? Uh, my dad and I were just talking about, oh, the girlfriend, how's it going? We're just talking Hi. about, hey she there. Has she has a round shirt on. Oh, yeah. My dad's got his lid. I got my, great. we got all our stuff. We're ready all to right. go, man. Um, my dad and I were just talking about the 99 Super Bowl and how special that was. Um, Isaac Bruce hits, uh, or Warner hits Bruce. The Rams held on. And, you know, at that time, dad, we all felt, hey, maybe they're going to win a few more after this. Yep. And we got a little greedy, I think. Yep. I think, uh, well, Spygate, we should have had that one. <laughs> but I think uh, March, March in a lot of ways is like kind of like McVay sometimes. He gets a little pass happy. I think, yeah. Marshall Falk, I think Marshall Falk should have touched the ball way more than that game. I think it would sure. have been different. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. frustrating times indeed. Uh, Dad, what what was it like for you to see the confetti drop for those Rams in in two thousand? Um, you saw so much football up until then for the Rams to be Super Bowl champions. It was it was so enchanting uh, because mm. the way they had been run out of Anaheim. Uh, you know, worse. What's the other team that left in the middle of the night? Uh, the Baltimore Colts. Remember? Baltimore Colts. That's yeah. kind of how it was for the Rams, and uh, it was humiliating. And so when they did it, oh my goodness, it was so nice to actually uh, see them do it, especially after they had been treated here. And uh, <laughs> Georgia was a, an absolute terrible owner. I. <laughs> I think maybe there were 28 teams in the league at that time. I might be wrong there. But uh, she was the only owner out of 28 that was booed on her own football field. <laughs> yeah. Anytime the Rams played, she was booed. You knew she was on the sideline because the whole crowd was boo her. booing her. Yep. She was that bad of an owner. Oh, yep. yeah. I mean, she, she moving the team to LA or to St. Louis, and uh, that was very, very frustrating. But uh, you know, that Super Bowl was wonderful. It'll always be in my heart, always special. I was 15 years old at the time, um, but something I have craved since then, and anyone who's been a Rams fan has craved a long time. Has we've all craved that Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl. Super Bowl got there four years ago. Yeah. Um, 79 or 80 you know johnny i mean what are your thoughts on the la rams potentially finally doing this here uh in a couple days just real quick a question for your dad do you remember when the rams won the 2000 super bowl when they uh interviewed georgia she said this proves we did the right thing by moving the rams to st louis oh man i wanted to kick the tv <laughs> <laughs> oh man when she said that i almost threw up yes yeah i remember it was uh, it was one more it was one final insult to all of kick, us here in Southern yeah, California. The, one more kick to the gut. Mm -hmm. Um, the Rams. Well, what was your question, Matt? I'm sorry. No, I would just um, you know, to feel that in 2000. I mean, what would the 
what would it mean to you for the LA Rams to do it? They came home in 2016, got to the Super Bowl in, in 20, the 2018 season, 2019 Super Bowl. I mean, for them to be on the doorstep of this thing, literally in their home stadium, what would, a, what would an LA Rams Super Bowl mean to you? I mean, I'm an LA fan. I'm on, are you there? Yeah, we're here. I'm an LA Dodger fan, LA Laker fan. I mean, but uh, my Rams, I mean, that, but the Rams are the first professional team that stole my heart. So I'm all Rams. If they were to do it and win the first one in LA, I think I would cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> seriously. I mean, I, we, I mean, to the seventies, the eighties, when, when the late eighties, when they started crap, playing like crap, got, they're getting rid of Dickerson and, I mean, she was uh, Jerome Bettis and just all the players, Kevin Green, that she let go. I mean, we went through a lot. I mean, it was a lot of a lot of heartache. I mean, a lot of a lot of there was a lot more down years and up years back in the 80s and 90s. So, I mean, and, and then watching them leave and win the Super Bowl over there. Yeah, it was nice, but it still was in L.A. If they were to do it here and just like I'm sure your dad and you, I mean, it would it would be very, very special to me. That would that, out of all the championships I and mean, again i love my dodgers and lakers but i think this one would mean the, would mean the most to me i i agree as far as an la fan goes uh and i say that i say that proudly to all those niner those dodger fans who wear 49er yeah. hats or whatever <laughs> that drives me up the wall yep. uh this is you know the la rams i want that one i want the la rams championship uh i love that the 99 team but but right dad i mean you, you've watched la rams football for so long uh, and what would an LA Rams Super Bowl mean to you, Dad? Well, it 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 would make us, you know, we deserve it after all the <laughs> suffering, yeah, all the suffering we've had to put up with, and yeah, um, it would be wonderful to finally um, that and only that is what is going to be the beginning of changing the. Uh, football culture yeah. in southern california that would be, i agree, that I would agree. Be, it has to start on sunday mm-hmm. yeah no doubt I agree. And, and, and johnny i talked to my dad about kind of the past and everything what are some of your memories of going to playoff games what when did you kind of fall in love with the la rams i know you're an la guy but mm-hmm. uh, what are some of your memories you and i have talked before but share with the audience kind of uh when you fell in love with uh, the the blue and gold rams so uh, my, my dad wasn't a much of a sports fan. I mean, uh, but even as a young kid, I would read the sports to him all the time. My first game was uh, the Mud Bowl in 1977. That was my first game. My uncle took me to the playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. And, man, every I, my, I remember my uncle saying, man, they always play in Minnesota in the cold and the snow, and they always lose. <laughs> they, we, and then we finally had them here at home, and there was a big old mud storm, and the Vikings threw the ball early, and they scored quick. They threw the ball because in the second half it was all you couldn't even you couldn't even pass it. Anyways, that was my first game in the Mud Bowl. They lost fourteen to seven, and after that game, I was seven years old. I was I was hooked, but my uncle Man. took me to that game, and um, I've been I mean I've been a plenty of games. We had season tickets at Anaheim for two years. I was there when uh, Eric Dickerson broke OJ's record against the Houston Oilers. I think nineteen. I forgot what year that was. I used to have I used to have my ticket, and it got lost in storage somewhere. I went to that game. I was there. I was there when he uh, ran for 248 yards against Dallas in the playoffs. I was there that game. Um, <laughs> just a quick, funny story. One time I was at a 49er game, a Monday night game. 
and my brother-in-law was a, a 49er fan. I had a red hat and it had a yellow finger like this and it said, <laughs> and it said F Briscoe. <laughs> and we almost got into a fight in the bathroom and my, you know, my brother-in-law was, he, he, you know, he was a 49er fan, but of course he was on my side. But I just remember that night, all you hear was 49er fans way up on top, 40, and then the bottom row, Niners, Ugh. 40. Oh, I used to hate that. Oh, I, I we're 17 in a row at one point. Awful times. Yes. Those, oh, but, the 49ers. Yeah. I, I so, hate, yeah. I, I I know, hate I the can't. Bay. I hate the Bay. All you, all you <laughs> fake LA people pretending to, you know, anyway. Uh, yes. Let's talk about this week's game, a couple days away. Uh, Dad, I'll, I'll give you the... Uh, the first crack at it, um, Bengals, Rams, uh, Bengals aren't supposed to be here technically, but I got to tell you, they've, they've played hard. They've beaten some great teams. I, I don't think the Rams should sleep on these guys. What are your thoughts of the Rams Bengals on Sunday? Uh, well, uh, the Bengals scare the hell out of me because <laughs> they're hot sure. and, mm. and, you know, the Rams, are more consistent than hot and sometimes the hot team uh is the one who wins so uh as you see in baseball you know when uh fresno fresno state in um in college college world series they went all the way and they, they went all the way they got hot and stayed hot and won and one beat everyone in Omaha. So uh, that's what kind of scares me about Cincinnati. Yeah. They, they you know, it, it, the beauty of football is it's one game. There's no series. It's, it's one game, win or lose. Um, you know, they were down 18 points to probably the best team in football in the Chiefs and, and, and managed to, uh, to, to turn that around. They beat the number one seed on the road uh, in, in Tennessee. Uh, Johnny, talk to me about uh, what your thoughts are on Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Oh, and the Bengals. Uh, they got hot at the right time. Um, yeah. They're a good team. They, uh, no, I mean, if you, if you, if you turn on NFL live, uh, any sport, any sports talk, they're all, they're all pumping up the Bengals right now. I mean, they're, I mean, it's like they're the, the next Patriots or something, but I get. I have to turn my TV off. I mean, all the talk is about Joe Burrow and and the Bengals and this, this, and that. They're a good team. Don't get me wrong. I, I think they're they're a good team. They're a scary team, and they are hot at the right time. But against Tennessee, they got he got sacked nine times, and they don't have Aaron Donald. They don't have Leonard Floyd. They don't have uh, uh, Juan Miller. They don't have Gaines coming up the middle. By the way, Gaines is a local boy, man. He's tearing it up. Great Gaines. Lahabra High, man. Lahabra High. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I, I mean, in my heart, I feel we're going to win by 10 at least. I, I, think, I think it's going to be close in the beginning. It's going to be a little sluggish, but I think we're going to pull away. I think we're going to win by at least 10. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's what all the so-called experts are saying, um, you know, four-point spread or whatever, and everyone's like, I think the Rams are two possessions better than these guys. Yeah. But you just never know. The Rams yeah, are at home. Know. That yeah. helps. But I do think the Rams defensively, are probably the best team that Cincinnati has faced. And yes. I think it's Aaron Donald's time. It's time for him to just unleash. Uh, if you double or triple team him, there's Von Miller, there's Leonard Floyd. There's so many moving parts on defense. I think the defense really does shine here on Sunday. Yes. Um, 
offensively, you know, Cam Akers, Matthew Stafford, <laughs> Cooper Cup is unbelievable. OBJ has been in nice. But I think it's the defense on Sunday that makes a statement and brings this home from L.A. What do you think, Dad? I think that it's going to be everything. I think the Rams are going to be very balanced. All three units are going to show up, and they're going to uh, – the Rams have more playmakers. It, it's, it's a matter of numbers. Cincinnati has a good team, and they're hot but the Rams have more playmakers. Look at it everywhere. Yeah. But the Rams uh, uh, have more players that can either do something defensively or on special teams or offensively. The Rams have, the Rams are deep. I'm not mm. sure the Bengals are that deep. Yeah. That's well no. said. No, that's, yep. that's very well said. What, what yep. do you think, uh, Johnny, about the Bengals – being led by Zach Taylor, you know, a McVay disciple and, and overall uh, Sean McVay, we love him. We hate him, but I think overall uh, we're glad he's the Rams coach for sure. But what do you make of that matchup between Taylor and McVay? I think, uh, yeah, I mean, all these coaches, man, the, the McVay tree, all these coaches come out and, they, you know, so there, there was, there was talk that, that he knows our system that, you know, that he knows when we, when, when we're going to, what we're going to play by, by, you know, by the personnel, but I'm sure McVay changed all that up. Um, I don't know. I think McVay is a great coach. And I, I was frustrated mid-season. But, but the last three, four games, when he finally got it, I mean, he was sometimes he could be stubborn. I mean, I love him. He's a great head coach. But sometimes he can be stubborn and just be pass, pass, pass. But I think he finally found a good, uh, you know, a good mix, uh, you know, to even it out. And we're gonna have we're, we're gonna have three running backs this week, and I think if we if we could run about twenty five times, if we could run the ball twenty five times, I think we're gonna win the game handily. Run the ball, run to win. I, I think yeah. that is so important. They can sling it and, and throw yep. the ball all over the field, but you got to establish the line of scrimmage. Um, keep in mind, this is something people aren't talking about. The Cincinnati run game is a little scary too with Joe Mixon. Yes. I think Mixon, that's what yeah. gives Burrow the balance. <clears throat> um, so the Rams need that balance as well. They got receivers everywhere, but they got to – I think if the Rams can get 100 yards on the ground, they win this football game. Exactly, exactly. Even if it's one or if it's two or if it's combined three of them and get 100 yards, yeah, I think we're going to hey, Whatever it is, team, run the ball. Um, I think McVay is hungry after the three-point performance four years ago up against, yes. you know, the uh, – the dark Sith Lord of, of, uh, of Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah. So it, it's going to be fun, man. I can't wait. I can't believe it's here in LA. Uh, Johnny, do you remember that the 1980 Super Bowl with the, uh, the Rams playing up the road? In the Rose Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They had that one too, man. They had that yeah. one. Rod Perry got beat and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good game too. Um, I think, you know, I've ha I have I have a few friends who've lost dads who were uh, lifelong Ram fans uh, in the last year. Um, I mean, I'm sure all, I mean all fan bases, but I, if the Rams do it, I'll be happy for Stafford because he's been through a lot. Uh, of course, Big Wit, um, of course, Aaron Donald, everybody, but especially for the older guys. You know, I'll be I'll be very happy. And then again, I think you know I think McVay deserves one, and I don't I don't think he's going to stop there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get that first one. And then yeah. uh, we'll see where it goes from there. I just want to get the monkey off the back. I want to get yes. that LA Rams, get that Super Bowl. Oh, you never won a Super Bowl. All that, all that crap. Let's get that yes. one out of the way. No, you know what? All my Raider fans, all they have 
every year because they suck every year is who's the only team to win the Super Bowl in LA. After that, they can't. I want to get rid of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no about that. Here, I got, yeah. uh, I got some, uh, let me see. You said Raider fans? I can't believe yes. you brought up the Raiders on this podcast. Here you go. Let me see. <laughs> here's, some, uh, here's some Raider sounds. Do you hear that? Yeah, crickets. You guys, you guys hear those crickets? Crickets yeah, from the Raiders? <laughs> crickets from the 49ers? So beautiful crickets from the Cowboys. I shouldn't even bring up the Cowboys. You hear that? Those crickets out there? Everyone listen. They're 250 miles away. <laughs> There's those crickets for the, there uh, you go. the they tried, LA 49ers. They tried fans. to move closer. They tried <laughs> to move closer from 400. Yeah. And they shortened the distance 150 miles. So they're closer now, but still they're not in LA again, fortunately. Oh. No doubt about it. Uh, Johnny, you got to tell Noreen to jump on the podcast here. Uh, I actually got to bring on, I only know one Bengal fan. I got to bring him on here shortly. Uh, me and my dad are going to keep chatting away, but I appreciate you jumping on, man. Dude, I can't wait for this. Uh, we've all waited for this. Uh, go Rams, man. I know where are you planning on watching the game, Johnny? What's, what's your Super Bowl Sunday plans? I had, there was a little, little, little bit of hope that I was going to a game. Um, a buddy of mine, he's a retired vet. Uh, he just told me tomorrow. He just told me this morning he's going to go. He, he got he got a ticket. I told him if, if they drop to two thousand, I told him I might bite the bullet and go. But I just can't. I don't know. I mean, I love my Rams, but I just can't justify paying that much anything more than that. So I'm going to watch it with my sister, my goddaughter. We're having a Super Bowl party. We're having a Taco Man. Um, I have some cutouts of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, like life size. We're going to have her there. And um, oh, check this out. Let me see if I can. Oh, be so sure I to send, got the mm-hmm. taco man coming. Be sure to send those photos uh, yes. my way on Sunday. We're going to all be waiting anxiously, all of us. Yeah. Uh, and then just... um, Nareen was in a Nareen won a car painting and on Instagram, like a raffle thing, but her car's in the shop. So the girl came and painted my back window with a Ram helmet and it says Super Bowl 56. I'm going to post it on Facebook so you can check it out. Definitely. Definitely. That's yeah. awesome, man. Well, oh, hey, Johnny, wait, enjoy. Wait. Okay, we got right more people okay. chiming in here. Johnny, you enjoy the game. Give my best to Noreen. If we don't, I, I hope to see her here in a, in a few minutes. But go Rams. A lot of tacos, maybe some tequila, some beer, whatever. Oh, I know this. Hopefully champagne about 7 o'clock on Sunday Woo! night. What do you think? That's it, man. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. <laughs> I know. Let's get Horns this up, going. Baby. Let's Horns go. Up. Horns, Horns up, up. Take care. Go Rams, Johnny. Go Rams. Go Rams. Go Rams! Take care. Bye, Mr. Hirsteema. Take care. Good go night. Let's go. Bye. Let's go. We got all kinds of jobs. Let's see. Landon Goodwill is watching here. Hey, Matt. Matt, what? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go grab another drink. I'll be right back. All right. That's my that's my dad, ladies and gentlemen. I got nowhere to be. It's Thursday night. It's a few nights before Super Bowl. My pops is uh, hydrating. Landon Goodwill, good to see you on the uh, Facebook Live, my friend. You're welcome to jump on here anytime. Uh, I sent a text out to Jonathan Guerrero, a great Rio Hondo prep running back, who's the only Bengals fan I can find uh, out here in Southern California. I don't hold that against him. Great kid, great young man. But uh, we'll see if he can come on the program here. By the way, this will all be uh, out on Friday for the Friday episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. We're talking Rams football. It's the Rams pep rally. I don't know what else to call it. It's Thursday night. Uh, We're jacked up. We need to play this thing tomorrow. Let's let's just call NBC, call Los Angeles, 
We're not waiting till Sunday anymore. We need to kick this thing off. Super Bowl 56. It's time. I can't wait any longer. This needs to get going. Dad, what are you drinking there? I'm drinking a high noon. Tell me about high noons. It's a seltzer. And uh, it's, um, they're not real sweet. This one's black cherry, but they make them real uh, non-sweet flavors. And they're, uh, they're kind of like, they're not, they're not as filling as a beer. So that's why I like them. Is there. You're staying, uh, you're staying game ready. You're staying game. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I hear you. Take the edge off, but not get too, too carried away. I I love, I love it. Yeah. There's more room for shrimp, you know, and uh, your brother already bought uh, three things of shrimp. They're in the freezer. So we're going to start defrosting those uh, probably Saturday, maybe Friday night, tomorrow night. Take them out. Okay. Well, the sandwiches at Capri Deli are already purchased. We're ready to rock and roll on Sunday. Now, Dad, I hate to do this to you, but I got to bring on a young man. Uh, who's wonderful, but he unfortunately roots for the Bengals. So we're going to hear from him right now. Talk to him a little bit. We're going to hear his side of the story. Mr. Jonathan Guerrero coming on the program, joining us from uh, not real Hondo Prep officially, but there he is. There he is. JG, what's going on? One of the top running backs in real Hondo Prep history. How's it going, my friend? Good. How about you? Oh, I'm I'm doing wonderful, Jonathan, uh, (laughs) as as is a lot of LA here. Uh, Jonathan, I've talked to you. What's that? Go ahead. I see you got your background there. That's right. That's right. We're, this is live from SoFi Stadium. They let me in the back door. I, I, I climbed the rafters. Uh, Jonathan, I talked to you a few months ago about Real Hondo Prep football, and you mentioned to me, you said, uh, I said, well, who's your team? And you're like, I like the Bengals. And I remember yeah. going, the Bengals? What, what's the, how does that happen? They ended up losing that weekend to the Packers in a very close game, and, and I think that showed all of us how great the Bengals were, but remind us here on the podcast listening, why the Bengals, Jonathan? I mean, I don't really know. I just like started disliking them like some years back, probably because I like just liked how they played and probably because maybe some of their past players like Ocho Cinco. So I just, okay. I, I mean, I just started, I just got attracted to them. So. <laughs> hey, hey, I am mad at you. You know what? Everyone here roots for a team from elsewhere. I'm just glad that you rooted for a team that wasn't all that popular and you stuck with them. And here they are in the Super Bowl. What does it mean for you to see the Bengals advance to Super Bowl 56? It's pretty great because, I mean, we haven't been that good for like the last couple of years. And uh, we haven't won a playoffs like the first round. Like we haven't won a playoffs in so long. So, I mean, that's, it's just awesome. I, I honestly like didn't think we would be making it this far because we're still an experienced team. So. That's such a like accomplishment for us. And oh, big be- time. They're, they're, they're very like overachieving and I think they're just getting started. Uh, now take me through the school year with your friends and colleagues talking, maybe smack on you. The Bengals always a Bengals fan. And then in November, they start to get good. December, really good. Did those, did the smack talking kind of wear off? And then did you take over here in January? I know I was in high school once. I know, I know the boys like to talk smack to each other. So take me through that going through the, uh, the Bengal victories in the playoffs. Of course they, they, ever, ever since we got in the playoffs, they, they kept saying to me, oh, they're going to lose. They're going to keep losing, you know? <laughs> and then we make the next round. And then again, they would say, Hey, they're going to lose. They're not going to beat the Titans. And I was like, okay, well, just watch. I mean, I don't know. And then, 
we go to the Chiefs, and they're like, okay, they're definitely going to lose against the Chiefs, you know. And I kind of, you know, I kind of have that feeling. It's like, ah, the Chiefs, you know, they're a good team. But we beat them last time. So I was like, hey. And then he kept talking, and I was like, hey, we're in the Super Bowl now. So, and I back, <laughs> I sometimes back on their teams because, you know, their teams didn't make the playoffs. Like, I, I back on the Saints by Jay for because Jaden likes the Saints, so I back on them. But, hey, on the Super Bowl. So, I mean – they just they, they kept talking and you know I stayed quiet until now you know hey it, it's working for you I'm I'm happy for you I really am uh I, I'll be rooting against you on on Sunday but that's the only time Jonathan all year I've been like I know a guy who roots for the Bengals and uh <laughs> good for him I saw a lot of video of of uh, Cincinnati fans celebrating uh two weeks ago I thought that was awesome uh, my dad, uh, Dave Hersema, is on the podcast with us right now. Dad, you've seen Jonathan Guerrero here uh, run the ball quite frequently for Real Hondo Prep. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on, on Jonathan Guerrero and him running the ball for Real Hondo Prep? It's awesome. <laughs> it, it, it's great to watch him. He's a pleasure to watch. And oh, yeah. I'm hoping Cincinnati doesn't run that well on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Very. I don't know if that line of ours, but I mean, sometimes mm. they do good. They got they got to block that uh, that yeah. great front for the Rams. If they can yeah. do that, then they got a shot. Uh, Jonathan, I know you're still working on some, uh, you know, college recruiting and things. Um, can you update us at all? Not to put you on the spot. If if you don't want to comment, that's totally fine. Uh, but but what is kind of an update, if you will, on kind of your college recruiting situation? Um, basically I've been getting offers from like, you know, out of state schools. And right now what I'm looking at is Kansas Westland. So if I get a good offer from them and they have a great program and, you know, academically they're pretty, you know, they're pretty good. And I might come, I might go visit them, like visit their school in Kansas sometime, hopefully, you know, if the. I just got to find a plane ticket, but that would be my first choice right now because, you know, I just like, because I did a little research, you know, great program. So that's my first option so far. And, you know, if I don't get anything else, that's probably better or even closer then I probably would take that. But so far it's Kansas. What, when do you have to make a decision by? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Probably maybe in a month, maybe probably March, I think I'm guessing. But I mean, I told the coach that I was still thinking that probably in next month, I'll make a decision. And he said, you know, that's all right. That's good. So I'm just taking it slowly, you know, just make sure I have my options and just picking the right school. Good for you, man. Hey, I'll tell you this. I, I, I'll speak for most Real Hondo Prep uh, fans and alumni. Jonathan, wherever you end up playing ball, I'm going to be a fan of them for uh, at least four years. So uh, good luck on the recruiting trail and the, uh, the signing process. I know it's, it's a little bit of a grind, but I wish you nothing but the best. Finally, Jonathan, what are you going to be doing Super Bowl Sunday? What's the plan? Where are you going to watch the game? What's on the menu? Are you watching it with a group of people by yourself? Take me, uh, take me to your Super Bowl Sunday. I'm not quite sure yet. I might, I mean, I just might just watch it with my dad, you know, cause he likes the Rams. So <laughs> We'll be going back and forth saying, oh, man, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, I got really nothing planned. Just chilling with my dad and probably just watching the Super Bowl. That's it. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, I've always liked your dad. I knew there was something, uh, you know, just very nice. Something great about Mr. Guerrero. That's awesome. Uh, you know, no shame and rude for the Bengals. I'd say good luck to you, Jonathan, but I don't mean it. I, I After <laughs> Sunday, good luck in your entire life, my friend. Uh, you've made Rondo Prep proud. Um, dad, right? We, we, we can't wish him luck, but we, you know, later luck, I should say. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, is the best. Yeah. Post Super Bowl luck. <laughs> there you go. And, and Jonathan, um, please keep us posted on where you end up, uh, what decisions you end up making. Uh, I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast are anticipating that, and we're very proud of you uh, for for your for your great career at Real Hondo Prep, man. And uh, wish you nothing but the best, man. Uh, not good luck Sunday, but enjoy Sunday, man. Enjoy Thank it, you. win or lose, enjoy it. Thank you. Go Bengals. Go back. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for stopping in. Thank you for having me. See you later. Oh man. Just a, a classy kid there. Uh, dad, just a guy we've enjoyed watching run the ball. And you know what? He's not a member of those annoying 49er fans or those Raider fans or those Cowboy fans who live in the, in the past. He's a kid who just picked a random team and, you know what? Years later, they happen to be in the Super Bowl. I, I'm, I'm happy for a guy like that. Haven't you worked in uh, near Cincinnati? Isn't Dayton near there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Worked in Dayton. Oh, worked in Ohio. Lake County, just outside of uh, Cleveland. I, Ohio's a nice spot. Not too bad. Mm -hmm. how, are, far, they, how far is uh, Dayton from Cincinnati about, do you think? A couple hundred miles, I think. Oh, it's that um, far? Well, maybe not. Let me look it up. We have this this crazy Google Google machine here. Um, Dayton, Ohio. I enjoyed Dayton. I really did. They got 10,000 people every night. Um, uh, they set the record for like the most consecutive sellout crowds um, in uh, not just minor league baseball, but professional sports. Okay, Cincinnati to Dayton. Oh, excuse me. It's only 54 miles, it looks yes. like here. Cincinnati, just south of uh, south of Dayton. And Cincinnati, not far from Kentucky and, you know, Louisville and all that. So they get a yeah. lot of fans there um, from uh, down there in the Bluegrass State. I'm looking on uh, our Facebook Live here to see if there's any more, uh, any more takers here. I got a phone call from Mike Salas who's on another zoom call for something else right now. He wasn't able to chime in Landon Goodwell, our good friend uh, who's now living in, uh, in Arizona. He he's watching right now, dad, you got any words you want to say to the, the, the magic man, Landon Goodwell. Well, just say hello for me. <laughs> and yeah. uh, anyway, he's, he's in a great state. That's all I can say. <laughs> no doubt about it. Sometimes. Um, Sometime we'll get him to come up to that uh, northern part of the state. You know, the better the better part. Uh, not to put down Phoenix at all, but uh, anyway, that area has a lot of people, and uh, so I like Prescott, Flag, uh, Williams, for example. That whole area is uh, a lot. Uh, I don't feel crowded when I go there, and uh, yeah. When I watched you were in uh, spring training, or was it another, it was post, what was it, pre-spring? You had another name for it, but. Extended, extended spring. Extended spring, then um, 
yeah, there was people, a lot of people down there, you know, even though the teams are pretty spread out, uh, I'm uh, not a big Phoenix fan, you know, although uh, sometimes you have to fly into that airport to, to be able to take an, uh, to fly up to Flagstaff. So it, it's necessary sometimes that it's uh, it's a big, it's getting to be a pretty big city though. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. We love Arizona and uh, uh, we're still Rams fans. Uh, been, been Rams fans a long time. Dad, who are some of the players that, that, jump out to you on this team um, with the, the current LA Rams. There's so many stars and great players. I mean, Aaron Donald, I've never seen a guy just wreck a game defensively like he does. And, and then Cooper cup is just this quiet, both, both of their stars on offense or defense. They're two guys that just kind of carry themselves the right way. Don't really speak too often. They just, I don't know. They just go about their business and, and they're two guys that really impress me. Uh, are, are what do those guys kind of say to you or are there other players kind of that jump off the screen well von miller has encouraged uh um uh, aaron to speak up more mm. and to try to encourage the uh the troops because he's not a person who speaks very much and so that has improved and so ever since he started talking to them more. They, uh, the Rams have been playing a lot better. So that communication, that, uh, that bonding is very important when you get to the Super Bowl in the playoffs. And Eric Weddle, is that his name? Weddle. Weddle, talk about communication. That guy is smart and he, he's already uh, taken over the job as the uh, defensive signal caller, you know? Mm. And so, because he's so good, you know, and even though the Rams defense is a little different than it was when he left, what was it? Two years ago, three years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's still close enough where he was the best man for the job. So whoever grabbed him, that you got to, I don't know if that was Les Snead or whoever, but uh, whoever, and they kudos to those, to that person who made that decision to grab that guy, you know? I, I it was crazy. He was, you know, he was released from the Rams a couple years ago and, uh, you know, just sitting on a couch basically down in San Diego, local guy out of Alta Loma High School here in Rancho Cucamonga, um, but stayed in good enough shape. We'll say, uh, looks great. And man led the team in tackles in the uh, NFC championship game. That really speaks to his effort and his, uh, commitment to the game. Really. He looks happy. Von Miller looks happy. OBJ, all these veterans who've had great careers, they all just seem just happy and hungry at the same time and, and, and ready to, to do this thing on Sunday. Exactly. Uh, you know, that's, that's the best word, ready, because right. some once once you get to the Super Bowl, it changes some teams, and and I can say in the past that previous Rams teams have been changed by the Super Bowl, but I can tell right now that they're ready. Uh, it's all 
Life is all about timing. It's not so much what you do, it's when you do it. Mm. That's the most important thing in life, in my opinion. And uh, I think the Rams are ready to accept that Super Bowl trophy and really earn it. Mm. But anything can happen. It's in, you know, Cincinnati's out there too. They, they have are. 22 That's guys a- on the field also. So, um, you know, we'll I'll say see. this about, I'll say this about Cincinnati. Uh, I think those guys, everyone over there, that city, that coaching staff, every player, those guys believe they absolutely believe in themselves. And uh, if the Rams don't show up to play, they will get beat on Sunday by a team that may not be better on paper, but the game isn't played on paper. And uh, this Sunday, you got you got to bring your best, or the team across the way will will bring uh, a better, we'll say, and, and knock you off. So uh, I can't wait. This is awesome. I uh, can't. It's just oh, through the roof. Uh, we're gonna have our shrimp. How did the shrimp start? I'm trying to think of this. The, the, our shrimp good luck charm how did that all start up well we needed uh when they came back we needed another type of uh, lucky charm (laughs) and uh because when they were in st louis we ate those werther's candies remember oh yeah (laughs) and those were our lucky charm and their shrimp is a lot better for you you know than uh than uh, werther's candies but uh yeah, you need to mix it up a little bit, you know, and if they win, we will go somewhere nice, you know, Ooh. to celebrate. And see, so, that's why I, I mean, brought you on here. I needed, I needed recorded evidence of this. I needed you to, I needed documentation, we'll say, uh, of to my, my father talking about the celebratory dinner, possibly, potentially, no guarantees, but just, you know, there, there might be something in the future is what you're saying. It's bare minimum going to be, if they win, it's going to be Northwoods Inn, Lobster, or Captain Jack in Sunset Beach. That's that's uh, what we deserve as Rams fans <laughs> that have been through hell. Oh, you got that right. And the shrimp, you know, it kind of fits. The Rams come, come back west, Pacific Ocean, seafood. It, it kind of works. There's a tie-in there somewhere. Yeah. You know what else is a big tie-in? Uh, I'm not a betting man, of course, but I got some lucky numbers for some Rams fans right now. Uh, and that number is 22. Um, the deuces are wild, we'll say. That, that was a big phrase in baseball um, when it was two balls, two strikes, two outs. Well, we got kind of the deuces wild here. Uh, upcoming for Super Bowl 56. It's the year 2022. It's been 22 years since the Rams last walked off a field as a Super Bowl champion. And I believe it was 22 years between the Rams leaving and coming home. So I don't know what that means, but the deuces are wild, Dad. Yeah, it, we're ready to uh, to earn one. And uh... If we beat Cincinnati, we will have earned it because they're good. And I think I think they're better than Tennessee was. Oh, there's no question. And no, and Tennessee came in to the Rams 
SoFi Stadium, which you were at, you were in attendance, and you yes. saw Tennessee punk the Rams in their own crib. Yes. Tennessee is a very consistent team, and I wish, I pray for the Rams to be that consistent that consistency. And uh, I did watch that. Um, I watched that um, that game and the Rams didn't show up for the whole game. I, I, kept, I kept telling Susan, they're going to show up. They, they're, they're, they look like they don't want to play for three quarters. You watch, they're going to have this wonderful comeback and they're really going to try hard and da, da, they're going to pull one out. No, there were four quarters of the Rams just being flat. Yeah. And then um, was that their first game? Yeah, I think it was that game, then the Niners, then Green Bay. Three games in a row where they just didn't look like they wanted to play football. And I, I came on this podcast and said, I don't think the Rams are going to make the playoffs. I, I firmly believed it. I was a fool and uh, just classic overreaction. But that's what the Hershman men do. And if we've lived any, anything, it's that when the Hershman men are in attendance, you can expect a Rams loss. I went to three games in 2019. They lost all three, including one out of state in Texas. You go to a game this year. They look terrible. We have to stay away from the home field, Dad. Yes, we do, and uh, that's a very important. And the uh, the other thing, oh, and don't eat the food at SoFi. It, it, <laughs> it's we have it's we have the best out of thirty two teams. We have the best football field in the NFL. And we have the worst food. SoFi should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> They might, well, they might fix it. It may improve, but it's not there yet. Especially if they win the Super Bowl, then maybe that will help force Cronky uh, to um, to improve the food. But it's not very good right now. Well, you need to pay for a $5 billion stadium first. And, you know, you, you lay the concrete. And one of the last things, unfortunately, is uh, is the food. But you're right. This is Los Angeles. you got to have good food. It, all different kinds, Mexican food, burgers. I mean, you, you cannot you cannot come up short in that area. And the number one thing, before I forget to say it, uh, is we have to beat Cincinnati uh, with turnovers we cannot mm. we cannot make mistakes we we will we will i'm not going to say easily win the game but if we don't make mistakes uh we're just too much of a match for them i think but uh we make a few mistakes and then we we level the playing field again and that's what the number one thing we can't I mean, that's what uh, that's what uh, Cincinnati is going to try to do is is force us to make mistakes. Oh, of course. And, and you can put all the fancy lights up you want. You can change the game all you want. But ultimately, it comes down to that turnover battle. And if you get get the ball more than you give it away, generally speaking, um, your percentage of winning is is much higher than 
than uh, than losing. So they got to get the ball. The Rams have been pretty active in getting turnovers in the playoffs. So I, I'm I, I I'm confident there that they'll be okay. But I'm a little worried about possibly the offense giving the ball away. You know, they they fumbled the game away in Tampa Bay almost, and uh, I don't remember. Well, they should have had a couple turnovers against San Francisco, but um, yeah, they got a ball security is everything. Yes. And the question is um, how many fans will be there rooting for Cincinnati? Since that has been the question all year, <laughs> what makes the Super Bowl, Super Bowl any different? It's a good question. I think there's some people in Cincinnati who are probably going to, spend their life savings on, uh, on this guy. I shouldn't say life savings, but, um, I was planning, I was prepared years ago, even if the Rams weren't in it to go to the game. Uh, what happened? It's been what, three hours? No, we started at six. I get yelled at by my girlfriend as I'm, as I'm no, talking yeah, to my father, I'm sharing you. wonderful memories and, and, and you come in six and start screaming. He it was like four. No, no, it was preparation. Much like the Rams got to prepare for the big game anyway anyway ah. <laughs> where was i um i, I was i was like two thousand dollars i'll one time one time thing two thousand that's a lot of money but six grand eight grand sorry i'll watch it on tv and we'll have our shrimp shrimp yes luck <laughs> the lucky shrimp the lucky shrimp gonna have the lucky shrimp which is going to be pulled out of the freezer on Saturday night. No, Friday night. So it has That's a right. full day and a half to absolutely. be ready for, for us. You got it. You got it. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Let it, let it get going. Let it, uh, let, let it, uh, what was it called? Sweat out, sweat out the frozen. The, the, the sandwiches are ready to go, dad. We got a couple of footlongs. Uh, Sam's in charge. I've been waiting for Sam to jump on here. He must be very busy. With that, should I say it, Dad? I don't cuss often on this podcast. He's busy with that work, work. The um, do you remember what that, that word means? Work. I used to know thirteen years ago what that word meant, but um, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of blurry now. Mentally blurry. I hear you. It's all good. Uh, you have a lot of Rams memories, a lot of um, bad football in your memory bank, some good, some good memories. What are, uh, first of all, I won't ask it all at once, but who were a few of your favorite players from the past? We talked about the present. Who are some of your favorite players you enjoyed watching over the years? Kevin Green. Yeah. Number one. Never number one player. He was so good, and he was, I uh, believe, an army officer. Also, mm-hmm. he was yeah. Captain Kevin Green, uh, and uh, he was in the reserves. And he, the Rams were terrible at Anaheim, and so after the game, after they would get their butts kicked, he'd be out in the parking lot signing autographs just on his own just to blow off a little steam that was his way of venting you know and uh i'll never forget that 
watching him do that. I think we lost him, did we not? He passed away recently. Yes, the great and Kevin Green, far too young. You remember what the reason was? I forgot. The reason he um, died. I don't. I think it was heart related, but I, I don't want to say that without it. Uh, Speculate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a heart issue. He was a young guy, uh, rel- you know, relatively speaking, and um, he. Uh, he was very, a great very sad. man. He was. He was, and he was the first guy that you had me, um, I think I was seven years old. He signed your jersey. He signed the jersey, yeah, but he, the veterans were trying to sneak out, and he was, uh, he was there. You knew the way for the season ticket holders to find um, kind of the, you know, the the veteran exit door, and and he, he was wearing a tank top. And a tie. I think someone told him you got to wear a tie, and he's wearing a tank top and a tie. And uh, he signed an autograph for me, and and that was a fond memory for me. And um, yeah, Kevin Green was the best. They used to let the veterans out the front door while they made the rookies. This at the uh, what was this called? The uh, the picnic, the Rams picnic. Yeah, the boost booster club, um, which we were members of about five years. Uh, we would get to see the Rams at an event called the Rams picnic. And uh, anyway, what the uh, veterans would do, they would sneak out the front because all of them are supposed to be required to sign autographs, but the, the veterans would make the rookies do the autograph signing, you know, it would be their way to escape from the fans, you know? Yeah. And I think, Maybe it was Jackie Slater was one of them. Maybe it was someone else. I can remember some of the big linemen who had been in the league like 10 years. They, uh, they weren't going to go do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they knew the, uh, the way around it all. Uh, indeed. Well, well, dad, uh, we've chatted quite a bit here. I'm just kind of nervous and ready to rock and roll for, uh, for this upcoming Sunday. I will see you Sunday. This will be out on Friday. But it's been a fun Thursday night chatting with you. And we'll have to get you back on the podcast sometime now that we know how to connect everything here. Well, we'll we will certainly see about that. (laughs) I think I've used all of the words that I possess. So there won't be any left after this, probably. We'll see, though. Awesome. Well, Dad, um, it's been fun. I can't wait for Sunday. Super Bowl 56 here in L.A. And we'll get to watch a game. Together once more. I hope it's as good as uh, 2000. We'll celebrate like it's 1999, as the song goes. But uh, exactly, son. And God bless and uh, go Rams. Go Rams, Dad. Can't wait. Thanks for doing this. Let's kick this thing off. I can't wait any longer. Very good. We'll <laughs> Bye, get, Dad. Her get her done. Get her done. Get her done. Oh my great. And only father, Dave Hersema. Appreciate him coming on the podcast and talking Rams football with me. Um, can't wait for the Super Bowl, man. Super Bowl 56. My brother, unfortunately, got hung up at work. Much appreciation to Johnny Govea jumping on the podcast and for Jonathan Guerrero for coming on. Our Bengals uh, representative, uh, Johnny, a longtime Rams fan, and my dad as well. So that was a lot of fun. We're hoping for more people, but I think the people that were here made this podcast definitely worth it and as you take this into your weekend um man everyone 
have a great time preparing for Sunday. Uh, whatever you got to do Saturday, Valerie and I are attending a wedding of our good friend, uh, JC Holt. So excited for that. But uh, guys, enjoy the football game. It's the end of it. And then before you know it, we'll be talking about next season. So I hope the Rams can do it. Praying they do it. I shouldn't pray about it. These, these things, uh, you know what, because the other team's praying too. We'll just, uh, hopefully we have a good football game on Sunday and our LA Rams are victorious. Please, one time, one time, let's make this happen. Uh, guys, this has been, again, so much fun. I can't say that enough. I really do appreciate everyone for tuning in today uh, on the Get Home Safe podcast, whether you listen tonight on Facebook Live or you tuned in to uh, the uh, the podcast as it was released on Friday. couple days away, Super Bowl 56 here in Los Angeles. Let's go Rams. LA Rams at home. I'll be back with you on Tuesday. I hope I have good news. Either way, you guys will hear from me on Tuesday. Guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy Super Bowl 56. And guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or rounding third base, get home safe.